The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? The first Use IMAP to playoff. check Find email on other email spots. clients. Identify fonts from where to find you were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today we're going to talk about the Google Helpful Content Update. Joining us is Jordan Cooney, who is the co-founder and CEO of Previsible, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses scale their organic search traffic and educate their team. And today Jordan and I are going to discuss, well, Google's Helpful Content Update. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the co-founder and CEO of Previsible. Jordan, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hello there, Ben. How you doing? Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. It's a big one. Sound the alarm. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't uh, even know what that last sound went, but Jordan, the ground is shaking below us. The big G in the sky has imparted the helpful content up to... Wait, I thought they were supposed to be named after an, an animal. Endangered animals, yeah. Yep. Why isn't That's this right. the puffin? What yeah. happened? Was that that last sound you made? Was that the puffin sound? Because I think... It started with a P. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, there is nothing helpful about this. Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. In fact, I think I think this is just a misnomer by Google. 
Turns out the content was helpful, everybody. <laughs> Look, before we get into what the impact on SEO performance is, let's set the table here. Yep. I know that a lot of people listening might have heard about Google's algorithm update. What did they announce? What do we know so far? Well, in mid-August, I think it was August 18th to be exact, Google announced that they were going to be working on what they call a helpful content update. And this update is going to focus on people-first content, which is essentially their way of saying they're going to ensure that the algorithm prioritizes content that was created by people and is made by humans to provide humans with value. And that's kind of the gist or the messaging of this update. It's really a, a historically what most folks in the industry would call a Panda Google update. And that's kind of like the what they used to call the content-related kind of updates. I'll use the acronym here. This one's supposed to be a BFD, isn't it? I mean, the way that they announced it, it should be a giant catastrophe of an update. I mean, they came out and created a, a dedicated landing page to this in their Search Central blog. Many of the quality raters at Google were messaging about it. And I think notably, and I've been sharing this with a lot of our clients and the folks we work with, they created a forum and a community where you can go and talk about the impacts of this such helpful content update. Okay, so Google's making a thing of this. This is not just a, oh, we did a little tweak to the travel category to try to get rid of some spammy reviews. This is a, everybody buckle down. We're reshuffling the deck a little bit and we're gonna make content more helpful when people are searching for Google. Now, I guess that begs the question, what was the content for before the helpful content update? Was it all just useless content? Like, how is this different than what Google has been trying to do for the last 20 years? I mean, absolutely nothing different. In fact, I think one of the funny things about the way they announced this is that they even stated in the update that these are the long-standing advice and guidelines to creating content. Like, those are their exact words, long-standing. So clearly, these Guidelines and requirements have been around for a long time. And the reality is that there's nothing new from the SEO best practices or the advice. I mean, if, if you've been listening to this podcast for any duration of time, you've heard us speak about all of these guidelines and all of these recommendations when it comes to producing content. Okay, so we've talked about the guidelines ad nauseum on this podcast, but maybe give me a little bit of a refresher for anybody who is new to SEO or hasn't been listening to the Voices of Search podcast for, I don't know, the five years we've been doing the show. <laughs> what are the guidelines Google is talking about, right? Write good content for human beings to provide value. So what is something opposite to that? It seems like they're trying to fight artificial intelligence content. They're trying to fight people writing for machines. What What is not helpful content? Well, it goes back to a theme that Google coined a few years ago called EAT, expertise, authority, and trustworthiness. And so essentially all of the core advice and guidelines that you would read are going to be about writing firsthand expert, deep knowledge type content. So they're going to prioritize that first. 
that there's a clear purpose and a clear focus and an authority behind this content. And last but not least, that you can trust this resource, that this is a resource that isn't going to deceive the reader or mislead them down some sort of path or experience that they wouldn't expect based on the content that's provided on the page. So essentially, this is the encompassing concept of EAT and they're packaging an update around it, but they're coining it, Google's helpful content update, and specifically calling out what they want to avoid in terms of content, which again is all part of their guidelines in the past, but just, I guess, packaged slightly differently. Okay, so... My take is this is a little bit of a shot across the bow just in terms of communication to SEOs who are using advanced tactics to try to optimize their content against Google's algorithm, right? There's tools out there. I know you and I have both used search metrics content experience where, you know, tick, 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 I'm writing my content and it says, use these keywords this volume of time, right? Use your tone is too complex, right? Something is looking at the copy that you're writing and saying, this is how you rewrite your copy to rank for Google. Essentially, my takeaway is this algorithm is saying, hey, don't do that. Don't write your content for Google. Write it for the human. Am I thinking about this the right way? Is the SEO community basically getting noticed by Google that they should stop optimizing? Ben, it's that's a phenomenal question. I mean, honestly, this is maybe one of the best questions you've asked on our pod. And I think that it's... it's I've asked some good <laughs> questions, Jordan. <laughs> I know, I know. But the reason that this is such a good question is that this is in and of itself... A, a great divide between what Google thinks that every SEOs do all day, which is trick and manipulate Google, and what SEOs think they do all day, which is create something that is going to drive users to their website, at least the majority of the SEOs that I know. And the, the comedy of your summary there is that their guidelines around what to avoid are exactly what you just said. Like one of the statements they have in here is, are you writing to a particular word count because you've heard or read that Google has a preferred word count? No, we don't have a preferred word count, right? Or another comment that they put in their guidelines, like, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Are you writing about things simply because they seem to be a trend? Like, these are things that, like, we use these data points and these these mechanisms for of insight. Of course we're writing the things that, that we think are trends. Right. Because that's what people are looking right. for. Of course Sorry. we have a word count threshold because we need to have at least some substance in order to seem like an expert or be an expert, not seem. Let's be an expert. And to be an expert, you have to give bigger content substance. Anyway, to summarize... The reality is that there's this very weird way that Google messaged this update that is essentially coining some of the tactics that we've been using in SEO as inherently flawed. And I don't necessarily think that that was their intention. And candidly, I think that there's a lot of misleading beliefs on both sides of the aisle coming from this update. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? 
Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. It's frustrating a little bit as an SEO or somebody who pretends to be an SEO on a podcast that tactics that people are using to try to make sure Google prioritizes their content are things that Google says, well, well, don't do this anymore. Right. But then they're incentivizing people to do that by ranking the content, right? Like everyone is sitting around trying to figure out what's going to make Google's algorithm happy. And they're saying, pay no attention to Google's algorithm, which is essentially saying, don't pay attention to the rankings, which is essentially saying, well, maybe we'll give you traffic. Maybe we won't. Good luck. Right. Turn a blind eye to it. So am I being overly critical here? Right. Like it seems like the SEO community is always going to be trying to figure out what the ranking factors are in Google, building tools to support the production of content that puts their content in the best light to try to please the algorithm. And Google is saying, don't try to game the algorithm. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that the tone and the language used in the the update from Google is extremely misleading, my belief. And the reason that it's misleading is that in your summary, you put it really well, which is that Nobody is particularly trying to game the system. I think that we're all, the majority of SEOs and the majority of the search community is trying to identify the connection between what's useful for your users, what's useful for your business, and then ultimately what's going to drive the most traffic, right? And the sad reality is, are there other spammers out there? Absolutely. Are there bad actors, terrible decisions being made by businesses? Absolutely, yes. But this is not the majority. I make bad yeah. decisions all the time. Well, yeah, that, that's true, Ben. Thank you for calling it out. But this is not the majority. And the way that the, the this, this update's being messaged is that like, hey, everybody who's out there, you guys are just the whole SEO community. We're invalidating SEO best practices and SEOs because what you need to be focused on is people first. And that's what I don't like about this update is the the messaging is really negative towards the concept of this being an SEO tactic, when in reality, word count isn't necessarily an SEO tactic. It is a part of your process in order to achieve an outcome. And I don't think that necessarily there's some gamification of Google because you have a word count. I think that word counts have existed in journalism before Google and before search engines. And so saying that, well, don't think about the word count, think about writing for the user. I think that the word count and thinking about the length of your content is part of writing for your user. 
I think really what the debate is, is should you be writing for your user or should you be writing for Google? I have a category page on the MarTech podcast. We have category pages on the MarTech podcast where I went through and used a tool that said, if you want to rank for the keyword demand generation or stack building or whatever the topics that we have on the MarTech podcast, write 1800 words. And that's about the right length of content for a topic this long. That's this competitive within Google. I am specifically writing that piece of content for the algorithm. I want the content there with the right keywords. So Google will rank the page so I can drive visibility to guess what the other stuff on the page, right? The links that get people into my podcast content. So like, I can understand Google being like, don't write that content just for us. But it's also I want organic growth to that page. So what's a podcaster to do? What's an SEO to do? If you can't write for the algorithm, you're only writing for the people, but sometimes you need the algorithm to get the content to the people. That's what we've all been doing in order to grow our businesses, right? Is, is getting the content to the people in order to expose and improve the awareness of our websites. I mean, here's the, here's the interesting thing about the way that this is unfolding is that there isn't really a ton of clarity, although they say that there's all these longstanding guidelines. In this update specifically, they did not show any examples. They didn't call out any specific websites. Now, some of this might be in some of the forum updates and some of the communication that's happening, but they did not explicitly state that from the beginning of this update. I do get a suspicious feeling that if this update starts to manifest into something bigger, we may see Google come out and explicitly identify certain websites or certain types of content. The closest thing in this entire update that they got to in terms of being specific was a statement at the very end of the things not to do that said, does your content promise to answer questions that there is no answer to, such as suggesting the release of a product, a movie, or a TV that is not confirmed. So clearly people have been trying to spam Google with release dates or movie dates and, and things of that nature, which is no surprise. And I'm sure that Google sniffed that out and is able to validate that and get rid of that. But again, I think that this is a very small portion of the overall web that's trying to play this game. All right. So what we know so far, Google is launching a BFD major panda type algorithm called the Google Helpful Content Update. And they're saying that practical SEO tactics that SEOs have been using for a long period of time are no longer going to be relevant. Now, who they're targeting, when this is actually going to roll out, well, we'll just have to wait till tomorrow's episode to figure that out. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, co-founder and CEO of Previsible. Join us again tomorrow when Jordan and I continue the conversation talking about the impact of the helpful content update. If you can't wait till our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you could visit his company's website, which is previsible.io, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. 
If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com awt. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. 